0: Advice is usually free. Sometimes you pay for it, but its quality or efficacy doesn't always depend upon whether it is free or comes with a fee. P.G. Woodhouse said, I always advise people never to give advice. Benjamin Franklin said, Wise people don't need advice. Fools won't take it. We have all been the givers and receivers of copious amounts of advice. Advice about relationships. Advice about raising children. Advice about what stocks to buy or sell. Advice about diets. Advice about how to deal with your mother-in-law. Advice about what movie to see or book to read or what restaurant to try. As the COVID-19 virus has usurped our normal lives, we seek advice about how to combat this virus and offer care to our neighbors in need. I urge you to follow the advice of the scientific community and the CDC, and to maintain social distancing. For the most part, I have been the recipient of good, life-giving advice from people I love and trust and respect. I confess that I don't always listen to the wise counsel given me. As a priest, I am often asked to give advice, and I have no shortage of advice. I'm full of it. But in my mind, when I dispense advice, I think of that anonymous quotation. Just because I give you advice doesn't mean that I know more than you. It just means that I've done a lot more stupid stuff than you. Making important decisions on our own Without seeking the advice of those who possess wisdom and knowledge and experience and garner our trust is a dangerous thing. Advice-seeking gives us a sharper, clearer perspective on the effects of our decisions. Today's Old Testament lesson picks up the story started several chapters ago about folks who ignore good advice. It lays out the story of the establishment of a monarchy in Israel. The nation of Israel starts out as twelve tribes, loosely related by blood, who often disagree and fight. For a period of time, these tribes are ruled by judges. People came to the judges to settle disputes and get advice. Many judges were respected and wise, and usually they were great war heroes. Samson, for example, was a judge, whose wisdom got knocked off kilter when he met Delilah. Actually, before that, but Delilah was his undoing. As time went by, there was an increase in the number of corrupt judges. Samuel's sons were two of the most corrupt. They ran a human trafficking industry, among other things. So there was a political uprising. Israel wanted to be like the other countries around them and have a king. They think having a monarchy will solve their problems. And they don't bother to ask Samuel's advice about the idea. But he gives it anyway. He says to them, My advice is that you stick with the present system, because otherwise the consequences will be harmful. Taxes will go up, a draft will be instituted, the government will confiscate your land, unemployment will go up, and wages will go down. Nobody paid attention to Samuel's advice. So Samuel goes to God in prayer and asks for advice. What should I do, he says. God says the people want a king because they have turned against me and they want to replace me with a fantasy about a ruler who can give them everything to make Israel great again. I'm paraphrasing God here. So Samuel gives them what they want. They choose Saul to be the first king. King Saul is tall and handsome He stands head and shoulders above everyone, and he is a war hero, and Samuel anoints him as the first king. But there is a problem. Saul is crazy. Saul does all the things that Samuel predicted, and he goes into unpredictable rages. Things are bad, and now God gives Samuel some advice, which is where today's lesson begins. God says, how long are you going to put up with this crazy king? I have rejected him. I'll choose another. I want a king from one of Jesse's sons. Samuel says to God, if Saul finds out about this, he will kill me. So God says, just pretend that you are going to see Jesse to worship, and he won't suspect anything. So all the sons of Jesse are interviewed by Samuel, and they all get rejected. Don't you have other sons? he asked Jesse. Jesse tells him, I have a son, David, who is keeping the sheep. Go get him, Samuel says. David comes, and he is ruddy and has beautiful eyes and is handsome. God just finished saying that he doesn't care about appearance appearances, And here he is anointing the handsome one. I don't get it, but it is what it is. God gives us good, life-giving, life-saving advice. Much of the advice comes through example, through the life and ministry of Jesus. Jesus gives us advice about money and taxes, advice about marriage and divorce, about love and compassion, about forgiveness and self-sacrifice. We sometimes ignore good advice because we are stubborn, or fearful, or irrational, or sinful. Sometimes we are even blind to it. Take, for example, the blind man in today's gospel. The blind man symbolizes the times in our lives when we are not able to see the promises of God the promises of hope and forgiveness, promises which offer us abundant, hopeful, joyful life. Jesus, in healing the blind with his own spit and dirt, restores him to the way he was created to be. With his own blood, Jesus heals us so that we can see who we were created to be. We can see that we were created to have confidence and hope, even in the presence of our enemies, as the 23rd Psalm tells us. Enemies that not only come in the form of people, but in the form of contagious diseases. God gives us the power to maneuver through the dark, to see even when terror reigns. We can see when we are walking through the valley of the shadow of death, we do not have to be afraid. We can see that God's desire is to lead us in goodness and mercy. Today is the fourth Sunday in Lent. It is nicknamed Mothering Sunday because it is kind of the mark that Lent is almost over. In parishes in England it is traditional on this day to serve simnel cake at coffee hour. Simnel cake is a sweet fruit cake that actually tastes good. It's just a taste of the kingdom to come. God is always preparing feast for us in bread and wine in the power of forgiveness in the prayers for healing and guidance, in the web of love and fellowship that surrounds us, and in God's amazing grace that surprises us with light and life. Amen.